When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Research and development. Putting in the man hours to study the science of what you need. Last week, we put liquid paper on a bee. And it died. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Can I tell you something though? You're getting angry? I love you. Yeah, you big guy. Welcome back in, everybody. Another edition of the 40 Chess Dynasty Football Podcast coming at you right now. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy, my best friend in this space, probably my best friend all over. We spend more time together than I spend with my wife, just always talking, always talking Dynasty Football. Adam, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, To that point, right? So I had a little car trouble today. Took a Uber home, and as soon as Yikes. I got home, ate some food, hopped in and out of the shower, and straight down here to get on with Michael. So yeah, man, uh, definitely one of the better friends in the space, and I would say one of my better friends. Period. Uh, no, no, no denying that, man. But we are ready, Dynasty Degenerates, to I feel get you, buddy. into the NFL fucking season. It's here, Mike. Come on, we play football tomorrow. By the time you've listened to this, football will have been played. A real NFL game. We had some college. It was a great week in college for week one. Week zero, it was kind of whatever, right? But week one of college season was actually fucking phenomenal. I had a I had a blast watching. But nothing to me hits like the NFL because we have so many fantasy teams, right? Like, I could come on here and we could brag at them. I, me specifically, I could brag about how my uh, campus Canton teams, I got two of them, are both 2-0, and oh, right? We play one, we play multiple opponents in one league, and the other one we play against the median. But two wins, 4-0 oh, in my C2C debut. And, Let's and, fucking go. And Mike, uh, Dynasty Degenerates as well, if you're listening to this, Mike and I made a trade in one of these leagues where my C2C team is stacked, and he traded away a lot of assets and still is 2-0 oh in that league. All of them. I like, my first eight picks. What do you, bro, you traded, do you want me to do? Think about that. You spotted whoever the first eight picks and are 2-0. and oh. <laughs> Didn't matter. Still got the Ws. But, yeah, uh, week one of the NFL season, real games, actually just hit so much different, Adam. You know, you know the routine. 
for the for us this year it's going to be a little bit different so we'll break a little bit of news here um barring any setbacks <laughs> anything unforeseen every sunday adam and i as well as a couple members of the destination debbie team could be anybody could be jay rich could be ray could be brandon could be jb who i did ama with ike gene eric scott dynasty berry Whoever the hell else Ray brings into the Destination Debbie team, because this thing just keeps going, man. This this is a train that will not stop, and it will not stop growing. But Adam and I will be doing a live stream start-sit show on the Destination Debbie YouTube channel. So come check it out. 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. for you East Coasters. I'm not even going to do the West Coast time, because it's I don't even know if the sun comes up yet, Adam. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how all that works, but... 11 a.m. right up through kickoff. You got start sit questions. We're the place to be. We'll, we'll get them answered. And if Adam and I suck at it, that's why we're bringing two smarter people on. <laughs> two people who will be better at it. So, somebody to keep us in line. You know, somebody to make sure, hey, what the fuck are these guys telling you? No, go start the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't start Antonio <laughs> Gibson. Are you crazy? <laughs> Antonio Gibson? No, not over this guy. Don't Don't do that. We will Adam. start. I will be starting Antonio Gibson in a lot of places, though. Week one, Mike. But yeah, that's just an added bonus to what we're doing on Sunday. But generally, you know how it is. Sunday, you pull up the game. For me, uh, I'm always a big NFL red zone guy. Like you can't get me off of NFL red zone, even if my Eagles are on television. I just want to see everything. I want to see all the plays. And I spend so much damn time on my phone looking at fantasy scores and big plays and breaking news and who got hurt and what's going on. So it's incredible. I'm going to spend how many hours on Sunday just ignoring my entire family, but it's so great. (laughs) Nothing against my family, but there's nothing like NFL season on Sunday. So to get a little bit of a taste of that tomorrow night, we're recording this on Wednesday. So Thursday night, the game will kick off. The first one, I'll be glued to the TV, right? I hope it's a good game. Should be a good game, but it doesn't really matter. It's real NFL football. There's real fantasy scores going on. There's real teams for me to check every damn minute, every time somebody catches a 10-yard pass. Ooh, how'd, how'd that affect? How's, how's my score looking? So it's going to be great. Um, Speaking of that, though, with the season right around the corner, we get one game out of the way, Bills, Rams. So those players are kind of off the table. I wanted to talk a little bit about some players who were going to either be last minute trying to acquire some shares of or monitoring their values early in season, right? There's a lot of people who don't like to make moves within like the first four to six weeks. But you think about it, Adam, like six weeks, half the regular season's over for fantasy purposes. Like that's a long, long, long time to wait. Like sometimes you got to go out and get the value when, before other people realize that they're giving you a deal. So I want to touch on some of these guys. And the first one, I'm going to sound like a damn broken record. And when Ray listens to this, he's going to shake his head and he's he's just going to add it to the list of, of things to call me out on. It's fucking Antonio Gibson, Adam. Of course it is. Of course it is. I will say this. I, uh, <laughs> I was pulling something up for one of our Patreons. And uh, trying to help him out with a trade. Basically, the backstory was he's trying to make a deal in a league, and the guy that he's trading with is a religious keep trade cut user. Like, it's the Bible to him as far as a trade calculator goes. 
so one of the guys that he had on his team that I saw where I was like, well, I know Antonio Gibson's value is depressed, but let's see where keep trade cut is. And when I plugged it in, Adam, holy shit. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess where a keep trade cut right now, as of today, tonight, has Antonio Gibson ranked overall in Super Overall? Fights? Is he out of the top 100? Oh, yep. By, by a good bit. Wow. <laughs> By a like, good bit, yeah. What's what about one sixty? Okay, a little bit better than that. Not that. Oh, that'd be horribly. Well, I mean, you said a good bit. I was thinking the the worst. I mean, outside of a hundred for me, Mike is already like even if you hate Antonio Gibson, yeah. Outside of the top hundred, just out of upside, like like let's go back, Mike, to when we were excited about Gibson as a rookie, yes. which was just two years ago, right? Yep. And we're saying, what if he gets the chance? Yes, sir. What if you're 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 talking about at that point somebody that's probably valued in the same range? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think when he was a rookie, it was about the same. Right. Everyone's like, but when it happens, because it's going to eventually happen. So Just now we've it. seen it. They've drafted another guy. Now, granted, Gibson's fumbles are bad. I'm not going to lie. Like, if if you cannot hold the football, you will find your way to the bench at times. So. The concern there is for sure real. Understood why his values drop some. But, Mike, so Brian Robinson is not a guy that I really am fearful of, of taking a whole bunch of work. I guess he's reliable, though, and this is someone they chose to draft. So, okay. Yep. Definitely needled down for Gibson. I don't think it crushes his value, though, in my opinion. But then, Mike, the crazy part now is this guy got shot, and you know, obviously no one wants anything ill to happen to anybody, right? No. But he's on the pup, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yep, first four weeks. So the first four weeks, for sure, he's not going to be playing. So Gibson, here, here's the thing about Gibson that's very interesting and why I, the question, Mike, and we talk about monitoring him. Mike, think about this. In the first four weeks, it's such a big one because, like, if he fumbles twice and they're, like, pissed at him, people are going to be panicked as hell. Yeah. Right? But if he plays four weeks – and gets 70% of the work and looks good. <laughs> wow. Outside of the yeah. top 100? So what is his number? What's his actual number? 130. All right, so split the difference. 160, right in the middle, 130. I like it. RB34. <sighs> can I ask who's RB33? You sure can. It would be one Brian Robinson. <laughs> wow. What are the odds? <laughs> one Brian Robinson. But right. yes. How about 32 real quick, too, since we're here? Uh, RB32. Uh, your guy. I'm not going to say your guy, but uh, you're Cleveland Brown. And then not not Nick Chubb. Kareem Cleveland Hunt. Brown. Okay. Kareem Hunt. Okay. Kareem Hunt. Yes, sir. So I was looking at it, and I wanted to get an idea of – where the hell are people valuing him? And believe it or not, Adam, Malik Willis is ranked higher than Antonio Gibson. Do you, any I, I believe for it. That? I believe it. And yes, um, it's keep trade cut. <laughs> that's your. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, however, that being said, you know what's funny? That that that's actually like I'm being funny here, right? But. It's keep trade cut. But here's the thing. This is why keep trade cut to me is so flawed and exploitable. And yeah. 
so you got a guy who's needled down because of fumbles and like all preseason stuff. We haven't really seen anything in the NFL game still from him, right? And Malik mm-hmm. Willis, you saw look decent, right? Yep. But we know he's gonna sit. I yes, don't know. If, I don't most, know. I don't know for how long. All, for right. most or all of the year. Right. Chances are that this team, even if it takes a step backwards, is gonna be good enough to where Tannehill gets most of the season. Right. He's gonna have to be pretty bad and really bad towards the end, and they're like, you know what, we're going to Malik. Yes, now, that could happen. But here, here's the thing, right? The preseason and like we we a lot of people value in dynasty, it changes ever so strongly in the moment of everything. And this is crazy because while you like Malik in preseason, he's not going to play for your team poss- probably this year. But even now granted if if it's the fantasy playoffs and he gets to start because of his rushing floor, like you might play him. But there's a mm-hmm. chance you don't play him all season. Yeah. He's a complete zero for you. He's a third round draft pick. He's Jordan Love. His rookie year. Like, I mean, listen, I or like last year or the year after. <laughs> Just, I like Jordan the prospect. You, if you tuned into our very first show, we talked about Malik Willis. Like, it's yes, I like the prospect, but that's insane. It's there's insane. A re- there's a real possibility he does absolutely nothing for you. He might get some kneel downs, some garbage time, get you three fantasy points. Cool. I. I'm cool with him long term. Like, if you want to hold him, you got him on your team. I got him in plenty of spots. Yeah, but if yeah. somebody today, Mike, is sending me an offer and I got to give up Malik for Gibson, as long as I'm not a complete dumpster rebuild, I'm pressing the button. And even then, Mike, I think I'll try to take that trade just because I can flip Gibson later. Yep. Some other ones that kind of caught my eye, right? Ranked above him and a good bit above him. Mm-hmm. 10 spots in the overall ranks ahead of him. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> 10 spot what? what so he's so he's ahead of Kareem Hunt even yeah yep yeah he's RB 29 apparently uh, 31 sorry excuse me 31 one Dude, spot that's what do, what do people need to see like I, I'll take him at like a crazy cost right but what do people need to see more to stop with the CEH shit I don't know I don't know uh this this one too like kind of just points it out for me a guy I like but the community hates but still ranked above Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs. Like, isn't isn't Josh Jacobs just a slower version of Antonio Gibson? <laughs> just yeah, I think I always want him to get passing work. He never gets it. Finally got a little bit last year. Showed something, and now oh, it's a new coaching staff. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. They're trying to replace him. Look at everybody else they brought in. Hey, we'll still rank Josh Jacobs ahead of Antonio Gibson. Like that's when you're just literally pushing the button down on Antonio Gibson, just out of spite at that point, right? Like that's what that has to be. I mean, I would say this: the the one thing that I'll give Jacobs for for this season, and this is granted, these are dynasty rankings, but just for this season is mm-hmm. touchdown upside and being in a better offense. Yeah, I think that's where the list stops for me. Do you worry more about the ancillary pieces at running back around Josh Jacobs or around Antonio Gibson? Now, this is with Brian Robinson recovering from gunshot wounds and being out for four weeks, guaranteed. 
Do you worry more about Amir Abdullah, Amir White, uh, Britton Brown, Brandon Bolden, like the the crew that they kept, or are you worried about? You can't even say Jared Patterson anymore because they cut him. Uh, JD, JD McKissick. McKissick. There you go. And who's who's the shitty running back? Jonathan Williams. Yeah, Jonathan super Williams. shitty one. And he's super older. Shitty running back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's never done anything. So, I would say this, Mike. Um, Ron Rivera, and he loves to talk. You know, I, I, I want to get this in here too because he's talked highly about basically every running back that's played football for him. Every one of them. Every single one of them. That's a fact, man. When you Snap give him the mic, pack. when you give him the mic, and they're like, "Hey, what about this guy? He could be the next CMC." He could be the next Ladanian Tomlinson. I see huge upside, and we love him, and we trust him. He's probably a Hall of Famer tomorrow. But my, my like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm trying to be funny, but like, literally though, I think this is one thing to keep in mind, right? Brian Robinson has been talked up quite a bit by Ron Rivera, and, and yeah. Ron Rivera has mildly, basically, showed you with you know the kick return and some stuff. He's not happy with the fumbles. That's, I think, the extent of why the values are so different. Like, Samir White, to me, Mike, the, th- the difference is you haven't heard the new t- coaching staff talk about him with, like, featured usage yet or that he's going to overtake Jacobs. But we just haven't heard a coach say that or seen it on the field yet. That's why we're not saying it's a realistic possibility. If, if you're worried about Jacobs not getting his fifth-year option picked up or that he's not long speed or whatever – like, why can't Zamir White be somebody that we're afraid of just as much as Brian Robinson? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. But, yeah, he's ranked above him. Another one, another one that stood out to me, right? And people might hate me for this one. How the hell is Hunter Renfro ranked above him? How? Hunter Renfro, Adam, last year had a career year. I'm not going to knock that. He was great. You had him on a couple teams, right, in best ball where you got him for free off of waivers. Sure got did. cut. Yep. Got cut. And you picked him up. He was fantastic, right? Wide receiver 16 on the year, points per game, 15 yep. points. Yep. Isn't that kind of what Antonio Gibson scores? <laughs> Isn't it? And it? We're looking at a guy who's a running back versus one who's a wide receiver. And what did Vegas do this year? They went out and they got Devontae Adams and they just gave Darren Waller a billion dollars. They traded <laughs> – and paid, traded for and paid Devontae Adams. And I don't know exactly if it was an injury or what, but it seemed like Waller was not excited to play on that contract, so they paid him too. Right? Yeah, I mean, we'll give, we'll give you money too. Listen, we'll I give th- you, keep you happy. This is a good offense. Hunter Renfro is going to have a nice role in the NFL. Third option there is passing game, right? But, yep. I can tell you what's not happening without an injury for certain. Wide receiver 16. Not even close. And I think, really, he's going to have to be pretty damn good to be even a wide receiver three in my mind this year. You're 100% right on that too, man. Like the, They have told you that it's Devontae Adams and there's Darren Waller. And, you know, in a situation like Joe Burrow or some of these other offenses we've seen, like a Patrick Mahomes-led offense or maybe Josh Allen, right, the quarterback's at a level where they can support, you know, two studs and then maybe like a third guy. So think about Cincinnati, like Joe Burrow supports Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Mm -hmm. And then Tyler Boyd's kind of a nice complimentary piece, but we're not valuing Tyler Boyd nowhere near where we value 
Hunter Renfro. And wouldn't you say Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Derek Carr? This isn't a knock against Derek Carr. I've always thought he's kind of underrated and got too much hate. He's a nice quarterback, but come on, people. Yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow or Derek Carr, let's let's be realistic here. Burrow. And, and if that's the ceiling of like where Tyler Boyd can be when those other two receivers are healthy, doesn't it seem logical that that's also probably Hunter Renfro's ceiling? Like the reason he exploded last year, it was Hunter Renfro and who else? Hunter Renfro. Darren, <laughs> Darren Waller was hurt. Right. Zay Jones had some moments. <laughs> but that's about it, man. Yeah, Brian man. Edwards never did shit. In in a in a slot guy, really good, you know, route runner like him, right? That's yeah. when you if you're gonna pepper him with targets, okay, I, I like it. Huge, huge. He got a shit ton of targets, right? 128 targets last year. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I'm sure as you continue to go, there's probably a, several that are. I don't believe have any business being ahead of Gibson unless we know mm-hmm. for sure Gibson's dead. Uh, another one that popped up, Tony Pollard. <laughs> Why? What? Like I like Tony Pollard, but come on, man. What are we doing? I mean, Zeke get hurt already. I don't know about it. Is that what happened? You, you didn't know Zeke's dead. And, and Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith's not playing, so that means Zeke's dead. But we like Pollard. I don't get it. Um, I, I, I like Pollard too, man, but not ahead of Gibson. Come on, Ramondre. Ramondre, and this one was egregious to me because this is nothing but an extremely small sample size. Ramondre broke double-digit points four times total last year. Four. Mm-hmm. That's it. Antonio Gibson had a stretch with like his last four games that he played for us all in the 20s. <laughs> I'm talking just double digits for Ramondre. That's like 12 points. Well, well, well I'm going to... 40 yards and fall in the end zone. Let me, let me give you why this one is bad. Um, and, and it's nothing against Ramondre Stevenson. Like I, no, I have no problem. I have him on, in some spots. He, I'm not overly exposed to him by any means. I have him in a few, in mostly best ball situations. I have him, but mm-hmm. he, here's the thing. So let's say you're really worried about Gibson and Brian Robinson being the thing. Okay, I, I think there's no way, even if you feel that strongly, that you can tell me that it's not a split backfield. Yeah. You're not keeping Gibson off the field at running back, period. That's like that is not happening, and it, that feels like where the value's at. And the reason I bring that up in this backfield is important to talk about as a comparison, Mike, is this ranking is either assuming Ramondre has beat out Damian Harris and everybody else, and it's going to be his backfield, or they, they don't correlate. Let's, if you're saying this is a split backfield in New England, and that's a split backfield with Brian Robinson, why Ramondre over. Antonio Gibson. I don't understand it. Like I, I'm, no. ju- I'm just saying, like, just from a logical standpoint, I need to, I, like, I don't know how you would do that. I don't, I don't get it at all. But these are the gymnastics that are going on, I guess. I all mean, right, let, let, let's just let's let's move on from Gibson because obviously what's happening is um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of extreme panic. And listen, if he continues to fumble the football and stays off the field completely, I can get it, but. I don't think we've seen enough at this point to be that sure of his value being there. Yeah. I just don't think it's possible. Like I just, it's way too overreactionary in my opinion. The next one is going to seem gross to you. And I know we're probably not lockstep in it, 
But I'm interested to see Juju Smith-Schuster and where he goes, value-wise, right? So no, I'm, right I'm, now I'm with you with this one. Keep trade cuts got him at wide receiver 37, the 90th player overall. He's only 25 years old. And I know it gets brought up every time somebody talks. He's only, only, I get it. And his 1,400-yard season was years ago. But, I mean, what better situation could you ask for being tied to Patrick Mahomes, right? And as the number one guy there outside of Travis Kelsey. So I'm interested to see how he looks maybe in the first couple weeks. And you might only get one week out of it. Like if he comes out week one, goes 10 for 120 and a touchdown, shit at him. I, I couldn't tell you where I think his value might end up. Like, well, like people are going to go ballistic. But let, well, let's say he comes out and Kelsey is the main guy, right? Like we kind of, you know, Kelsey's the one getting the, the 10 catches, mm-hmm. getting close to it. But Juju goes like six for 60, something like that. Maybe he doesn't score a touchdown. Just kind of modest, get you 12 points. No one really seems to give too much of a shit. Is that enough for you to be like, he's involved enough and kind of to the point where I think I'm going to have some blow-up weeks, especially on your best ball teams where you're like, I think he's a value. Like for you, is that enough? I know I know you're, you you give pause when it comes to Juju a little bit, right? Like yeah, for you sure. and I are on very for different sure. wavelengths on Juju, but would that be enough? Like, what do you need to see from him early in the year to for you to kind of buy in and be like, all right, I might want to make some moves for this guy right now? Yeah, Mike, see, this is an interesting one. And I think it fits the question of values and monitoring it, right? So here's the thing. You, you talk about it, right? And he's 25. So as far as the age, when you look at that, that is young. And he's, I mean... 25-year-old receiver should have at least three years left, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though, is he does have now five years of history on his side. Like, yes. like So he is 25, but we've seen a lot, right? And, and although he's 25, with a guy with five-year track record, it's that's going to be hard to unsee. However, I would say this. Because he's with Patrick Mahomes, and this is the first time he's away from Pittsburgh, if he starts off like you said, Mike, and he goes nuts week one, week two, or he has like a – he looks to be the alpha wide receiver. Obviously, probably not the alpha ahead of Kelsey. But if that happens, him in his 1,400-yard season and what you're seeing right now, his value is going to go up, and people are going to say, man, this guy is playing with Patrick Mahomes, and look how good he is. His value will go up tremendously, I believe, in that scenario. I'll say this, though. Go ahead. I was going to ask, too. Like, Do you get any kind of vibes that maybe Juju can't overcome the hate that you're talking about, right? Just the Like, like you said, there, there, there was a time where he was, it seems like a brief moment in time, but Wide he was a clear... One. Wide receiver one in Dynasty. Yeah. And then disappointed. And then disappointed again and then got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. And that's what leads us to right now <laughs> where we're at. Do you think there's any kind of with like the Patrick Mahomes thing, just the way he's talented? Has the ship sailed on a crazy rebound unless he does something nuclear ballistic? Or do you think if he's just kind of modest, like kind of what I was talking about, just that 
10, 12 points, weeks one and two, somewhere in that ballpark. Do you think he kind of goes like the Brandon Cooks career arc where like always a good solid receiver to have, but never gets any respect for it and always a value year in, year out? Well, see, th- this is why uh, I wanted to talk about it in that order because, yes, I think the blow-up is there if the blow-up happens, right? So, but to your point here, like if he is modest or – I don't want to say bad here for this one, but if he's solid, but he's not a rock star. You know, I'm talking, what would you yeah. say, 60 yards? and Six for 60 or something like that. You know, yeah. something just kind of okay. – I think people will be like, yeah, he's in that offense – um, but he's not the f- the feature guy, or the, even the second feature possibly. Like, I think his value will not go up at all. Uh, Mike, right now he's being drafted in the eight oh eight. Like, I think that's it. Maybe he maybe even falls down more into like you said that Brandon Cooks range, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason I want to bring this up is because here, here's the thing. Like, I think that's very much what we're looking at unless he blows up as far as his value not saying that he's stuck at that for forever but I I think Mike for him if he doesn't like do something at least above average like or wide receiver two type this year at minimum like people I think right now want to give a pass in Pittsburgh and Big Ben Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my fear for him and why I'm out is like Pittsburgh drafts wide receivers very well so you're thinking, okay, Juju's that guy. And then he just constantly got out-featured by other weapons. Yeah. And I don't know, Mike, because if he's modest or he does – now here's the other thing. If he does poorly, people are going to write him off. Like this is a guy I think when you talk about I want to see the values, like I see two pretty big options if he does poorly and does well for his value. Almost almost yeah. more than almost anybody out there in Dynasty right now. Like a, a coiled spring. Either it's gonna it's gonna jump or you know, it's gonna push downwards and break whatever the hell it was sitting on. <laughs> Dude, yes. Like it's very I, I see the scenario for up down and like you said, if he's just average, I think he probably hovers around the the uh, values at now. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Next one I got. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on that too where he, we don't think of him because he's a wide receiver and it's the name and being with Kansas City and the, the whole thing. Like we just generally, maybe it's just me, but it doesn't seem like he has this perception as like a volatile asset, but you're a thousand percent right where if he comes out and he's like getting out produced by Sky Moore and MVS and – you know, it's Travis Kelsey's eating like he is, and he's just kind of an afterthought. Yeah, it's game over for him. Like, right. if you can't do it with Patrick Mahomes with this as your target competition, it's never happening for you again. Like, you're done. hundred percent. It it is completely over for him. There'll always be like the one person hanging on to you know 2018 juju. Right. <laughs> There'll always be that one. I mean, we still got people out there, Truther and Brian Edwards. No offense, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing against you, Ike. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a general statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's still those people out there who are doing backflips, you know, for their guy. So there'll always be a couple, but just in general, amongst the dynasty community, you're right. It'll be toast. But like I, I said it earlier, man, I, I see a scenario. If he comes out and smashes like 10 for 120 and a touchdown, and we're talking, you know, 
18, 25 fantasy points in week one or two with Patrick Mahomes, people are going to look at it and go, he's back. I knew it. He's been there all along. And he's going to go right up those dynasty ranks. Like, gonna, It's going to be a straight shot to the top. Yeah, if he does that, I want to see for the trade show week three trades. Like, I would love to see what he goes for. Wow. Like you're talking first and a second easy. That's what I mean. Maybe two firsts. You know, I, I think you'll get – I think at that point you'll probably see because the season's in play and everyone thinks right now. Like I think you'll see a tear, a tear down, and it'll be like a legit receiver in a first. So the next one I got is also a wide receiver. So this is the way it worked out. But you and I both have a lot invested, and I would just say vested in general, into what happens early in the season with Brandon Ayuk. And how he looks with Trey Lance, and I know, yep. I know Jeff Mueller, our injury guy, at Destination Debbie, is a big like proponent of of Brandon Ayuk too. So welcome to the club, Jeff. Uh, we've been here for a while. We never left when the uh, rest of the bandwagon jumped off last year, and he was in the quote unquote doghouse. We stayed. We've been here, but for for us, for Adam, what do you want to see? with Brandon Ayuk like there is a realistic scenario where he is also I'm not going to say his dynasty value would die because I think people always give a pass a little bit for breaking in a new quarterback and getting some you know getting some of that together and then you know having Kittle and having Debo there's always going to be that little bit of a pass I think for this year but on the flip side, man, if he comes out and smashes early, like, again, another guy I can see being a rocket ship towards the top if he has that connection with Trey Lance, which I think we might see a little bit more of uh, 49ers pushing the ball down the field now that they have a quarterback who can actually, you know, throw it down the field somewhat accurately, at least more accurate than Jimmy could. What are you, what are you looking for the early couple of weeks for Brandon Ayuk, Adam? Yeah, I, I- – I think this is a good one too, man. It's funny, really funny because like I was thinking about this and they're valued so similarly. Um, Adiko has them in ADP. They're going like six spots different. Uh, and you were talking keep trade cut. So while you're talking there, I had to pull it up. And sure as shit, man, one spot different. Brandon Ayuk and Juju in uh, on keep trade cut. Now here's the thing, Mike. With Trey Lance, I feel like there's so much more upside because of the way he probably will at least try to push the ball downfield more and has a bigger arm than Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, the the thing here that I'm interested to see is how much they're utilizing him and how. Because with Debo getting paid, right, He he's a guy that I think they're going to let Trey Lance get the ball to quicker and be more of like that safety guy, safety net, right? Kind of like that, that confidence builder, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get you some some pop passes, some screens, some quick, you know, we get you quick drag routes, you know, that kind of stuff. Those easy completions to get you some confidence. Exactly. Maybe hit you with a slant, just like, almost like a damn near a handoff, right? We just, and we just want to get the ball to Depot. Now, yep. you also have George Kittle here. And how are they going to utilize him? I think there's a chance with Terry Lance, man, him, both Kittle and Ayuk get some down the field looks, but... The thing I want to see is how much of a target share and like how much he's really being utilized, how many targets he's getting, because there's three miles to feed, and I think Trey Lance is going to run. So that's what I'm looking for, really, to see him progress in the first few weeks, right? How is he being utilized, how much volume he's getting? But here's the thing, Mike, about him that I think is different than Juju. Now, 
Ayuk does not have a 1,400-yard season under his belt and was never talked no. about as the wide receiver one in Dynasty. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, a year ago, there were some smart minds talking about him as a wide receiver one, though, top 12 at the position. Yes. Okay. The reason I say this, though, Mike, is because of this. Like, in a bad scenario. I think a bad scenario for him is not going to be, like, horrible. I think he's going to be utilized. Just not – you're not going to see – like if he's if he's the same thing, let's talk six and sixty again, right? Same as Juju and him. Like I, this is why Ayuk to me is such a guy I want to press the button on because like I feel like if it breaks here, you're drafting him at wide receiver thirty six. Like I don't see him going below this if he's getting six for sixty. Yeah. Like, like I think he's gonna have to absolutely shit the bed again. Like not play like last year start of the year for his value to drop. Like back to. 20% snap share or some shit right. like that. Yeah, he's in the doghouse. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's letting you know he doesn't play. Like that that's the thing with why it's so much different for me with Ayuk this year than last year is I love them both, but man, this time I'm getting him at a value where like I don't see anything but a rise. Like I see him staying here in like a worst-case scenario. Yeah. Yep. I I think for me too, like we kind of saw in the playoffs last year too they went to him in some big moments, right? Yes, Where, yes. you know, when they kind of went to that, we're going to play Debo a little bit more running back and, and right, I don't think we're going to see as much of that. I know people talk about, well, he's got it in his contract as the incentives. I think that was more a deterrent for the San Francisco 49ers to be like, all right. <laughs> and Debo, Debo's agent being like, if you're going to use me this way, you're going to fucking pay me extra for this bullshit. Like, I'm putting my career on the line for this. You're going to pay me. Yep. Pay me or I'm out. Absolutely. But I don't think we'll see as much of it as we did last year, especially like you mentioned, Trey Lance kind of brings some of that element and why they had Debo doing it because of that, that dynamic ability, that ability to create plays. Trey Lance is now going to be able to do a little bit of that at the quarterback as well. So right. I think you're going to see Debo in more of a receiver role. I still like Debo. Uh, he was actually better as a fantasy player in just the pure wide receiver row before he was getting all those carries. Um, but the Brandon Ayuk thing, I, I, I never really pegged him as the number one in the offense. I've never really thought he was going to get this crazy target share. The things that have been exciting for me is watching how much they trusted him last year down the stretch when it fucking mattered, when they went to him, yep. who's the guy that was getting open. And, and for Brandon Ayuk, he was getting open a lot and just getting missed. Like that Cowboys throw, uh, the Cowboys game where Jimmy G just completely just poof, sailed it over his head. Right. <laughs> Horrible, like he, man. He snaps Trayvon Diggs' ankles. <laughs> Perfect out route, like 15 yards down the field, and Jimmy throws it about into the sixth roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, whoops, <laughs> my bad. But um, I'm interested to see because he did get some more volume. He was getting some more work. Now, I think that probably does take a step back to put a bow on it, Adam, but efficiency-wise, being that big play threat is going to suit him very well with a guy like Trey Lance, in my opinion. And also, something we never really touch on is, oh, well, Trey Lance is going to run. I get that. But the other thing Trey Lance is going to do is also do some of that Russell Wilson shit where you just buy time in the pocket, and all of a sudden you're rolling out to the right, and you think Trey Lance is going to run, and you see Brandon Ayuk 40, 50 yards downfield wide open because the defense lost him while they're chasing around Trey Lance. So 100%. you're going to have a lot more big play, holy shit, you know, long touchdowns for for Brandon Ayuk. So you know, you know I'm excited. 
Yeah, you know what's interesting, Mike, too? You bring this up, man, and um, I'm getting excited, and, and so I decided to pull up some stuff, some some numbers, just to give people the dynasty to generate some of the reasons why the numbers and what I'm thinking in my mind, right? So you already hit on something that when we talk Juju and Brandon Ayuk is our last two, right? Juju is going to be getting some serious coverage his way, right? Yeah. Serious yeah. coverage. Yeah. Man, San Francisco, like I don't know when people how it's going to work when people game plan for this team, but you know after last year, Mike, Debo is going to be a absolute man, menace focus for them. They're going to have a lot of focus on him. And George Kittle, we all know how good he is. Like, teams are not sleeping on fucking George Kittle. He's going to see number two coverage, and I don't think he's going to get – like, you're just not going to be able to give a lot of over-the-top help to this guy, right? So this yeah. talks huge big plays. And, Mike, when I think about this, and I look – Mike, last year, you talk about how Jimmy G was just not someone that pushed the ball downfield, and when he did, just, like, horrible passes, right? Yeah, it was disgusting. Mike, this was crazy. Last year – he was number 11 in yards per target. Mm, wow. Let me guess that. That number goes up, right? And here's another thing. Yeah. When you think about Debo, what do you think? Debo, oh, you can't tackle him. He, he's a, just a fucking man out there. Yeah, run after the catch. Yards, after the, yards after the catch. Because guess what, Mike? People forget about something. Brandon Ayuk's game is built on yards after the catch. And yes. guess what? Top 20 in yards after the catch, number seven in juke rate. Yeah. This is a guy that's very special, man. Very special. Like, I'm just saying, I don't think if he starts slow or has a bad start that he's going to lose value. And I think the upside for him is crazy. The upside is tremendous. And let's not forget he's got like a 12-foot wingspan too. (laughs) He doesn't even even have basketball arms, man. They're past that. He's like 6'1 with like a 6'10 wingspan. It's insane. It's ridiculous. All right, so we'll jump out of wide receivers real quick. I got two quarterbacks here that I'm monitoring values and seeing where they go. Okay. Um, coincidentally, ranked next to each other on keep trade cut. I don't understand how that happens, but uh, both of them guys I think we like to different degrees, but the first one's Kenny Pickett, and the second one would be Mac Jones. Both guys, it's, it's funny that we find them next to each other because I think I've been pounding the table for the 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 weird – awkward white quarterback that people always think has like warts on him. You know, the guys, ah, that's a second round pick. I don't care. It's just the, the gangly looking guy. And then mm-hmm. and Kenny Pickett, instead of being gangly and having the, the beer belly, like Matt Jones, he's got baby hands. So that's, I always find that one guy, but they're next to each other. Adam, I think Kenny Pickett for me, I'm monitoring his value just to kind of see one, where it goes the minute he's named starter. And uh, it's probably coming sooner rather than later. Uh, unless you're a big Mitch Trubisky fan and defender, then uh, if that's the case, my condolences. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking to see where that is. And Mac Jones, Adam, it can't get any worse than it did last year. And last year, it didn't seem to bother Mac Jones. He didn't seem to give a shit. Still took his team to the playoffs and still was highly efficient. Interested to see. Where it goes with Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller for now and everybody seemingly starting to panic again on Mac Jones. So what do you got for these two guys? Kenny Pickett or yeah, Mac man. Jones or both, buddy? This is a good discussion. All right. So as you're talking, I'm thinking, and I think you brought up some good points. And here's the way I would 
Dynasty Degenerates best illustrate how crazy this is, right? Okay, let's talk about Mike for a second here, like uh, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and Danny Dimes, right? Mm-hmm. So, hell, even Carson Wentz. These guys are anywhere from Baker Mayfield being the youngest at 26. I'm sorry, 27 years old to like 28, 29, 30. So these are first round picks that have flamed out and are playing for new teams other than Danny Dimes. Like we, yes. we've seen them fail. Like this is the floor in like four years from now mm-hmm. for those guys. Right? Like that's yeah. so so we're talking about real quick, Mike, in dynasty values by Q Trade Cut going from quarterback nineteen to quarterback fucking twenty six. If it and goes all wrong. Later. If it goes all wrong. And four years later. Mike. <laughs> if it goes bad four Mike, years later. All right, so, so so there's that side. And then here's the thing, right? What's what's so interesting as you really talk about this and dig deeper, Mike, so Kenny Pickett has first-round draft capital, and is going to what we believe is a successful organization. I mean, actually, it is a successful organization. And he's, he's surrounded with weapons. Yes. Mac Jones had the best season as the, of the rookie class last year in the quarterbacks. By far. The, we're treating these guys like they're failing. Like they're Daniel Jones already. They're, they're closer to the range of either old or fucked in dynasty values. <laughs> They're much closer to that range than they are to like the next tier of good quarterbacks. Right? Here's what's insane. Like I'll give you Mac Jones. I, we we talked about this last year a little bit, Mike. I, I I'll I can understand people's hesitancy for the high upside, right? Like I he doesn't offer mid QB one upside. Like I'll, I'll give you all that. Correct. Yep. I think if it breaks right for him, he can have some back end quarterback one seasons if everything Kirk breaks Cousins. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the – but why are we acting like that's something we just want no part of in Superflex leagues? I have no idea. And then with Kenny <laughs> – like, all right, so there's the quarterback we've seen do well. Now, I know there's a lot of worry with how this is going to go, you know, new play caller, all this stuff, whatever. But, man, I, he's 24, still was their first-round pick. Like you said, he probably is not going to be any worse – this year. And then P- Pickett's one, I think, is what's interesting here is this. For Mike and myself, we're not going to be able to get a bunch of these at discount because, one, <laughs> we have them in all these leagues that we're in together. All of them. <laughs> yeah, like, if Mike doesn't have them, I have them, or vice versa. Like, it's going to have to be the leagues we play in where we're not in, and we don't have Pickett if we're going to try to pick them up. But Dynasty Degenerates, if you're listening to this, I know that right now, most people are telling you to panic, and it's not going to happen. This is this is a buying opportunity because when Mitch Trubisky plays, I don't know for how long it's going to be. He was named a captain. I don't know how long it's going to be, but that window will shut. And when it does, the picket buy for hella cheap window is going to close. This yeah. is the picket buy for hella cheap window while Mitch Trubisky's playing and no one's thinking about him, and it's going to close. I have uh, I have twenty two shares combined of Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones. So 
by far and away my two most rostered quarterbacks across all my dynasty leagues, Adam. So I, I there's a good bet. You pull up a league, I have a Mac Jones or I have a Kenny Pickett. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Maybe both. You, you could probably be mad at me then, Mike, because uh, I have eight shares of Pickett, and they're probably primarily in leagues that you and I play in together. So you could be looking yeah. at like 30 shares of these guys if it wasn't for me. <laughs> probably could be, buddy. Probably could be. I'm interested to see uh I, I think they're both kind of disrespected, but I want to see how it goes early in the year. And Kenny Pickett, we ain't going to see it until uh, Mitch Trubisky struggles and then the, the fans start calling for, you know, put KP in. Let's and, go. And, and, and the last point before we move on from these two, right? Like, I, I think this is something Dynasty Degenerates to think about. Like, when we talk about 40 chess, all right? You're listening to this and you're screaming in your car. You're, you're doing whatever. Kenny Pickett sucks. What are these... I, I want to press the stop button on these dudes. Just wait for a second. Just hear me out real quick because Dynasty Degenerates, even if you think that, if you have the ability to buy him hella cheap right now, like I can promise you, even if you don't like him, you can move him for more value probably within the next 10 weeks. Like unless you are sold that Mr. Trubisky is going to hold on to this job for the whole season, you can buy him now and literally sell him for more when he's declared the starter, because at that point, somebody's going to need quarterback in Superflex leagues. Yeah. That's yeah, the, sure. like, that's an absolute floor play as far as value, value game. All right, buddy. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a softball here. Um, we're going to get to see this tomorrow night. We get to see it tomorrow night. And for those of you listening, uh, you'll get Adam's thoughts and you'll be able to tell him whether he was right or wrong on Friday when the podcast comes out, but your guy, Next on the list, because keep trade cut, uh, ranks them so damn low, so damn egregious, RB20, Cam Akers. And let me say this, Adam, before I let you go too much on your Cam Akers, I had my time with Antonio Gibson, so I got to give you the floor on Cam Akers. But I will say this, I, I do kind of envy you because you're in a win-win situation, at least from my perspective, for week one. So what I mean by that is Cam Akers comes out tomorrow night and does Cam Akers things, what we expect. You win. Uh, you'll be taking victory laps. You'll take your shirt off and run around your house, and we'll probably record the trade show. You know, you all jacked up, boozed up because Cam Akers has got you know hundred yards and a touchdown at halftime. You know, maybe two tutties, something like that. Um, oh, don't get me hyped up like this. You'll you'll be so excited, and you'll be like, "I told you, I told you." Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, I will also say this though: looking at it, it's going to be hard for you to lose. Uh, because if he doesn't do anything, not that he has a built-in excuse or anything, Adam, but it is the Bills. It is the first week of the season. If he doesn't do anything by week two, though, when they play the Falcons, then then like the the real jeers will be coming on. Like people will probably still give you shit if he doesn't do anything tomorrow. But you just, at least in my opinion, I'd be like, yeah, it's it's the fucking Bills, man. It's week one. <laughs> week one. Like, all right, we're, we'll get. He's getting back. All right, just give it a time. But by week two against the Falcons, if he doesn't do shit, then yeah, you'd be like, okay, now, uh, now the the, the shit storm's really gonna be raging. But at least for this week, man, I think you're in a uh, a no lose situation, which is good. And the upside is absolutely tremendous if you're right, because holy shit, man, RB twenty prices. We're talking about the eighty third overall player in dynasty for a running back who's twenty three years old. Like what? What the hell are we doing? What are yeah. we doing, people? Yeah. Um. Mike, so this is 
Like I'm excited. This is my, uh, I would say probably biggest, if not biggest, that's right there with any other ones I have as far as flag plants. I had a bunch of him in rebuilds because I just thought the value was stupid last year when he got hurt. Right. So I have a ton of can makers. Um, this is what I would say, Mike, with him, like to your point, you know, the offensive line, how's it going to be? What's the game strip going to be? How much usage he gets? We'll see. Like he probably doesn't lose a ton of value if he's okay tomorrow. Yeah. But it's funny because you, you bring up, you know, Atlanta. And Mike, it's so interesting because I think what people don't remember or think about because it's just it's kind of the same stuff I was talking about when we were talking running backs earlier. Like everybody just gets so focused a lot of times on the right here, right now stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mike, like if you remember last year, literally the first game he came back, he barely played. Uh, it was the last game of the season versus Frisco. Like people were at that point were just excited to see, okay, shit, it's really real. Like we're just happy for the the human being. Like, like holy hell, he's back off of Achilles in the same season that we thought he'd be gone forever. Like this is right, amazing. right. So and, yep. and at that point, it's like just you you heard about him practicing. But no one's really believing that like he's actually ready or able to even cut and take a snap. Mm-hmm. So yep. you saw it. I mean, he played, I don't know, <laughs> less than 10% of snaps. Very minimal. But it's like, okay, Cam Akers excited. Mike, so then they come out and play their first playoff game. Mike, he gets 17 carries for 55 yards. And he has a catch for 40. Yeah. Versus Arizona. In a in a big game, in a massive truck stick, and right, exactly what I'm getting to is one play, which got called back, and there was many of those plays that got called back in this game. So this stat line of 17 and 55 doesn't even include the yardage he got when he crushed Buda Baker. Yeah, yeah, right. And I mean, obviously he didn't know he was he was concussed, but he went over and he you know jumped over him. He he's ready to hit somebody, man. He's been on the on the couch watching this team play him do well. And then what I think is crazy, Mike, is this. With Cam Akers, weeks, the, the next week's in the playoffs, right? They play Tampa, Stout Run, Stout Rundy, Frisco, Stout Rundy. Cincinnati, better Rundy than you think. And so we're, yeah. like, we're basically saying, what's crazy is think about how quickly this narrative changes, though, Mike. I, just, I really want you to think about this, Dynasty Degenerates. Think about this and where we're at today. It went from, holy shit, he's back, to the first week, holy shit, he's back and they're going to use him. And he just got off his Achilles. To now, we're telling his dynasty values to the point where he's RB20 and like almost if he doesn't do anything in the early weeks, he's dead. He's over. It's over for him. It went from him just, we're happy he's playing, to now the expectation was he has to be a rock star. I'm not going to lie. I will say this, and it's the dumbest thing. Just thinking about it now, Adam. If he sits out the entire year and doesn't play at all, I can guarantee you he's valued higher than this right now. That's 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 what I'm trying to get to. You just man, it's funny we get on the same page so often because that's the thing. We're it almost feels like we're punishing him. I'm not sure if we are because it's hard to know for sure. But it almost we're we're punishing him. It feels like we're punishing him for coming back too quickly. How dare you? You heal so fast and come back. 
And then we just expect you to run for 100 yards a game immediately versus your miraculous recovery from an Achilles. With a bad O-line versus three of two of the, for sure, tougher run defenses out there in Tampa and Frisco and a pretty damn good one in Cincy. Adam, versus playoff defenses. Right. These aren't, these aren't right. teams with shitty defenses like who'd, who got to the playoffs because of their offensive Like You get to the playoffs – your defense is, is top half of the league, right? That's usually how that works. <laughs> You're all right. Well, and, and Mike, <laughs> we're and Mike, punishing them for that. Mike, it's funny though, man. It, it really is, and I, I could talk all day about him. And I know Dynasty Degenerates. If you've, if you're somebody that's tuned into me for a while, you've probably sick of hearing me talk game makers. But I don't care. I'm gonna do it one more time. Here's the thing, Mike. Too, when you talk about what I'm watching early. They play Buffalo, they play Atlanta, they play Arizona the first three weeks. Last year, none of these teams were very good against the run. I talked about how in Arizona he looked pretty good, and that was when he was, I mean, as fr- like he was literally, that was his first game of real action and big workload. Yeah. Atlanta's supposed to be bad. Like, that should be a, a positive game script for them. They're at home. And they got Buffalo week one. Like, yep. I'll say this, man. I don't know what's going to happen. But those three games, I think, are big because then they go to Frisco week four. I, I'm very interested, and I, I, I'm willing to tell you I believe that the value is too low on him, period. That's why I'm so overexposed. I think this is an offense, Mike, that's going to be really good again. As long as Matt Stafford's elbow is not fucked, this offense is going to be good. And he All could right. be a big touchdown guy. So that's where I'm at with Cam Akers. I like it, buddy. I got one last one, then we'll bounce out of here. And this one's big from two different fronts that I have on two different very ends, different ends of the spectrum. And I'm sure uh, just judging by our communication, uh, I don't think we've talked about it outright, but we've talked about it with the patrons a little bit and like the Discord. It's Saquon Barkley for two very different reasons. One, I put a lot of chips on my contending teams in Saquon Barkley, like a big buy. He's been down there in the ranks for a while now, just kind of being devalued. And the the couple redraft teams that I do, I, I have him on both of those two. So, like, I, I'm kind of planting my flag for this year on Saquon. I will say this, though. I do have quite a few rebuilder or going into a rebuild, like in the process of rebuild, where I haven't been able to sell Saquon Barkley for a price that I thought was reasonable. Like, people are being... Flat out disrespectful and like, oh, 23 class is so great. I'll give you one 23 first. That's probably late. Like, nah, nah, I'm good, man. So from that perspective, Adam, um, I'm monitoring Saquon Barkley early in the season. So I don't know how much to expect right out of the gate with the Titans. I still think he'll probably be fine because Giants are booty cheeks and going to have to throw the ball a lot. and Probably be a lot of Saquon dump offs, just getting them to the football. Um but week two versus the Panthers and week three versus the Cowboys and then week four against the LOL Bears defense. <laughs> the LOL Bears defense, which is going to be a common theme, I, I do believe. Uh, those are the weeks that I'm really like, all right, just all I need is that that 25-point week from Saquon, right? I need what we saw last year versus the, what he was on track for, uh, Right, right up until he got hurt against the Cowboys, right? That kind of Saints game where he is RB2 overall on the week. And if that happens early in the season, the shares that I want to move on my rebuilders are going to be easier to move and I'll be able to get the prices that I want because Saquon's back. Again, 
it's not that I'm looking to sell everywhere because I'm also going to want to see that he's back and I've made the right investment for my contending team since I invested so heavily. Now, if I'm wrong, Adam, do you think there's a possibility just because of the name value that like if he comes out and the offense just looks horrible and they can't get anything going against the Panthers and they can't get anything going against the Cowboys or the Bears, do you think I could still get out for, you know, maybe a first or a couple seconds? Like if at that point I go, it ain't happening for Saquon and the Giants are, are, are ass cheeks. It's, this is gross. Do you think I could just sell the name at that point? See, th- this is why this is an interesting one. Um, man, I'm thinking about this, and I think you still probably should be able to. However, like it's no lock, and at that point, it kind of is league dynamics, right? Who mm-hmm. actually has the value, what teams are contending, at this point, like, does some team that thought he was contending have injuries and want to pull out? Like, what's your buyer's market actually look like, and what are their assets? Um, so I think you could. So I don't think, like, the value loss if he starts off, like, slow is going to be horrible. Maybe a little bit. I'm going to say this, though. Like, the only, my only, the only hesitation I would have of, of holding him on a rebuilder is not as much that as just, like, I, like if he gets hurt again, you're done. Yeah, it's probably over. That's that's the bad. Yeah. That's like the the one that could hurt. Um, like when I, I mean, when you look at redraft, I mean, he's going second second round a lot of times, third round. Like he, he still has a bunch of the value on the contending side. Yep. Um, and I think he's one of the few guys that projects to play damn near every down. And even if that offense is bad, Mike, I think that he can. Like, if that offense is a dumpster fire, I still think there's a world where Saquon's actually looking good as a player and people are still interested in him, you know? And I think that him, he's going to be 25 all year. He doesn't turn 26 till next year. Well, yeah. 25 years old, best running back prospect of all time, fully healthy. Like, I, I understand why you're holding. And I think you're going to be able to get someone to pay more than that at the season for sure. And I know this is an overtalk point for a lot of people, but there tends to be attrition at that position. So, man, if Barkley is the healthy one and there's teams that are needy, like that is when, oh, okay, here you go. Here's your Barkley. Let's talk <laughs> let's now. Go. Let's talk. Yeah, let's go. You got to come to me now. I think that one was a huge one. That's the one I wanted to finish on just because it did have two different aspects to it. Like some of these other guys we're just looking at where – you know, I want to see if their value goes up or in the case of like Juju or like maybe Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, like there's a, it could just keep falling. It could keep cratering and just go to oblivion. But Saquon is one of the few that like, I could find buyers for those other guys, right? If I wanted to sell on Antonio Gibson, I can sell on Antonio Gibson. Now for me, a rebuilder, whatever, like I'm still holding on to Gibson. I'm still holding on. But Saquon is one where, I got two very diametrically opposed viewpoints on it where I want him to do well for very different reasons. <laughs> One, I want to get some W's. And then on the other side, like, I want that hype to come back. I want people to go like, Saquon's back. Here's all the first. Take them all. <laughs> you can have them all. What's interesting, too, about this one, Mike, is this. Um, you know, he's on the fifth-year deal, right? Yep. Like, here's another scenario. Like, if this team's really bad, they got a new regime, they don't want to pay him, 
but he's okay. Like, what what if Saquon Barkley looks decent with the Giants? But you like he looks like the old Saquon player, but the team sucks. And we like I think this is a scenario to talk about. Yeah. Somebody comes calling for Saquon Barkley, and he gets mm. traded to a good team that needs a running mm. back. Yo. Mm. You you thought we were getting excited when Leonard Fournette signed with Tampa. Buddy, you think I'm running around the house with my shirt off when Cam Akers goes off? You got to see what you got. See me when Saquon's playing for a, a playoff pushing, legit offense. Like, I know we we kind of talked about it and joked about it in the past, but you know, what if it isn't uh, Buffalo's year like they think it is? And next year they go into it, Saquon's just floating out there in free agency, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> If we just add Saquon, <laughs> we, we we drafted this James Cook guy, but um, he's all right. He's but good, but what about this Devin Saquon Singletary is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Devin Singletary is horrible. Let's just upgrade. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get Saquon. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of scenarios for Saquon to be a value gain, more so yeah. than he's a decline. Huge, huge. Absolutely huge. Man, I think that's going to do it for us. We'll bounce out of here. I hope everybody has a great week one. I hope you win all your leagues. And if you listen to this before Sunday, don't forget, start, sit, show, 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern. Got that right. But Adam and I will be there bringing you all the tough decisions. Make sure to check that out. And as always, I think we're up over a 1,000 people subscribed to the newsletter, I think was the last thing that I saw. I know there's thousands thousands with an s of you that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis there is no excuse for you to not be signed up for the newsletter it is fantastic and there is some phenomenal stuff and adam and i talk about things in there that we don't talk about on podcasts so if you like listening to us you know take the 30 seconds it takes to read the little blurb that we type up in the newsletter but it is freaking awesome adam Anything else you want to say to the fine people before we get out of here other than good luck unless you're playing against me in a league this week? <laughs> if it's this weekend, you're playing against me, all the bad luck. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and you alone. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. that W. Yeah, if we're in a league together, I'm not going to be the disingenuous guy and give you the good luck like I, I'm rooting for you. Um Unless I'm, only, I'm, I'm only rooting if, for if you. If, yeah. if I'm actively tanking, good I'm luck only rooting to you. for you if I'm rebuilding. And in that case, get out of the way of my 101 because I'm winning that. <laughs> yes. Damn it, I'm winning that. All right. So I'm still not giving you good luck. Now, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I, I do, you know, if you're not in a league with me, um, I wish you luck. And I, and I hope that the stuff that Mike and I talk about has helped you on your dynasty and fantasy football teams in some regard. And if you're not, if you've listened to me, I just want to say one last thing, Mike. We've already talked about this player, but it's okay. If you've listened to me and you're not with me on Cam Akers, I understand it. But damn it, I'm not wishing you any good luck because Cam Akers is going to the moon and just be ready in these first few weeks for the blow up to happen. And if you say you're okay missing it, you better be because you're going to be missing it. You're going to be missing it. You'll be... Just like when Antonio Gibson inevitably comes out and smashes. Yeah, I said it. When Cam Akers comes out and smashes, we're both going to be insufferable. Both of us back together. Ooh, our two guys back at the top where they should have been the whole time. It's going to be like that. those two astronauts 
where people are like, oh, I didn't know Antonio Gibson was good. And I'll be the astronaut behind with the gun being like, always has been. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Listen, in Dynasty Degenerates, by the time you've listened to this, I wanted to put that out there because we will ha- you will be listening to this knowing what Cam Akers did. All yes. right, so let me just, you know, that was played up because you're going to know what Cam Akers did. And I hope uh, the egg's not on my face. So we'll see. Uh, week one is going to be exciting, man. And I, honestly, I'm just excited for football to be back. Dynasty Degenerates. You've heard us since we've come to this show. Since we've had this show. Since we've had 4D Chess on Ray Garvin's Destination Debbie platform. The first episode we've done, and everyone since, has been during fantasy football offseason. Yes. Yep. Just get ready, man. The content, 4D stuff, the season being here, oh, the juices are flowing, man. I know you're happy that football's back. We are ready, and we are fucking excited for this podcast, content this year, and football to be back. Let's get it. Yeah, you hit it on the head, man. I'm down here recording a podcast with you in my basement with the air conditioner on, and I am sweating. Yes. I'm sweating profusely. I I don't know why. Chills, man. It's the excitement. Football's yeah. back, baby. Adam, yeah. take us out of here, buddy. Yeah, so everybody, man, we're excited. Thanks for tuning in. And just remember, when your league mates are playing chess, play 40 chess. That's going to do it for us. Peace. Peace. Peace.